0: So, Dad, here we are in quarantine. Yes, we are. Uh, and I must be desperate because you're on the show with me and not Brian. Uh, I would say, Dad, you're probably my sixth choice to be my uh, my co-host. Well, the bright side of that is I wasn't your seventh. Well, that's the, uh, always the uh, glass half full guy here. That's right. Um, yeah, so, uh, but here, Desperate Times Call for desperate me- Measures. I can't leave the house, you can't leave the house, neither can mom, but that's uh, it's the three of us right now. That's right. Uh, and that is all we can hang around with. So you agreed to come on, do the show. Uh, so dad, one thing I want to ask you is, uh, what with quarantine, we got to sit in our houses, we can't really do anything. We can't go, we can't hang out with friends, can't go and play sports, uh, can't watch sports. That's some of the stuff I'm missing right now. Um, so what hobbies do you have? That you're missing out on because it feels like nothing's changed for you not much uh i miss watching sports
1: okay you know i like i like to watch hockey and i like to watch basketball and uh i miss the raptors games but you know uh, it'll all come back in due time
0: yeah i mean yeah it'll definitely uh it'll definitely come back but that's uh yeah but you're not you don't have any hobbies really eh not really have you ever had hobbies in your entire life uh, not really. You claim to you claim to be a bowler once. Oh, well, I've done a lot of things
1: once or twice. <laughs> I was in a basketball league once. So I was in a bowling league once. I've done a bunch of stuff, but nothing too steady.
0: Fair enough. You haven't been in like a darts league or anything. No darts. I uh, I'll...
1: I shouldn't say that. When I was about eighteen, I used to play darts after the bars closed because I knew a bar on Rito Street. Other than that.
0: Okay. Well, that's a story we can get into maybe later. We probably won't. Um, Now, with uh, trying to stay connected with Brian here, because I know that we got a lot of Brian fans that are uh, listening in the podcast. Um, We do connect with each other uh, still uh, regularly. We've got into uh, online gambling, uh, poker specifically, in the last little while. Jimbo, uh, you had your own little stint of poker uh, there for a while, didn't you? I
1: did. I, I sort of like online poker uh i i was not too good and then i got better and you gotta play it often
0: to be good yeah and that's the thing and i don't have any patience and that's what kills me is that i uh i go all in uh second chance i can and then i uh and then i then i lose uh, then i lose then i'm out of the term that's yeah. the way it always happens it is uh you uh, met some friends while uh while playing poker on facebook right
1: i did Yeah. there's uh there, uh, there's actually a story about that. There's a guy that I, I've known for years since I started playing poker. I've never met him in person, although he almost did because he came to Ottawa, but he's from Timmons, a place called Elk Lake. And he met, uh, which is now pretty much his wife, that lived in Texas online, and now she lives in Elk Lake.
0: Jeez Louise, eh?
1: <laughs> yeah, and he's an old guy like me.
0: Well, I knew that, uh, you know, online dating obviously brings people together, like that story, but I uh, never knew that online uh, Facebook poker also brought people together.
1: Oh, I guess it does. I didn't know that either.
0: Or it'll come from behind story. We always like to hear that.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, Dad, we got a, a few things we got to get into tonight. I don't know how, how long the episode's going to be. It might not be as long as it usually is. Uh, Maybe that's a good thing for some of the viewers. I don't know. We'll see. But uh, <laughs> we're going to have to uh, get into... Uh, your love hate relationship with the leaves we won't talk about that right now, but uh, yeah, we're gonna get into into that. Uh, always uh, something that's been a topic of my of ours. Uh, growing up, uh, the barbecue world exit. Uh, we'll talk about your whole career as a, in barbecue world. it's that'll be interesting. And then uh, obviously the highlight of the night is gonna be our Ottawa Senators Mount Rushmore. Who would be on your Mount Rushmore? Who would be on my Mount Rushmore? And we'll also hear from our sponsors, obviously, Labor Day Weekend Distance Promoters. So uh, we'll get into what that could be. uh, What that can mean. Our lovely uh, sponsors at Labor Day Weekend always doing good work. So, uh, especially in a crisis, I mean, for them to come out with a product like this this fast, that's just the kind of company that they are. So, anyways, uh, we'll get into it now. Let's get through the intro. My name is Mark Mullen. And my name is Jim Mullen. This is Mullen Rover with Mark Mullen. Hit it, Felipe. And now it's time for Brian's burnt brats.
1: What kind of barbecue does Brian use?
0: I don't know, Dad. You know, it's really burning my brats this week, though. What's that? Is, uh, I gotta be honest, I, I get it with the social distancing and the COVID 19, you gotta be safe, but yes. uh, everyone's mean mugging each other out in the streets, and, I, and then I've noticed it, especially specifically when you're going on walks. Yes, no one talks to each other, no one looks at each other, everyone gets weird when they're, get, they're getting close to that threshold of the, of the two meters. Yes, um, you know, it's just not an inviting feeling, it's incredible. It's like Walking on someone's lawn, I remember when I was out in elementary school, I'd walk on someone's lawn to cut uh, to get an extra second or two out of my commute, you know. Of course, and uh, there's this old guy that always come out and yell at me for being on his lawn. But every time, but when I'm you know, walking down the street, it feels like that's the kind of look I'm getting, like get off my lawn. Well, from everybody.
1: That's there's a reason for that though, because you're supposed to be six feet apart. And everybody figures that you shouldn't be friendly either.
0: So is this the boomer thing, or is uh, this uh, a full nation a uh, full uh, you know uh, a full population uh, thing?
1: Well, it feels like it's a boomer thing you know it, it might be a boomer thing in general. Not very many boomers are too happy. <laughs> they're getting old, you know they' getting they're getting sick of crotchety, you know
0: yeah, and you're starting to work with all of them now, not your uh, working at home Depot. Oh yes. Not the uh, not the thing uh, not the job you wanted, but the one that you uh, were called upon. I I suppose very
1: close to home. That's the best part about it.
0: All right, so that's what's burned my broths. It's not a not the best burnt uh, burnt broths we've ever had, but you know, with uh, without Brian, it's never easy. So Dad, I'm gonna uh, before we get into your love hate for the Leafs, I want to tell you about Brian's great escape into Quebec. Okay, so after this whole thing broke down, uh. And uh, everyone uh, had to stay at, at, at their houses. Uh, Brian decided to uh, cross the dirty bridge and uh, and live at his girlfriend's house across the river, right? right on the Quebec side. So he had been doing that and uh, I think at one point, he decided to go for a run with Solange, got sweaty, had to go back home and uh, shower. And that happened to be the day that Quebec closed their bridges. To Ontario. Yes. So Brian tried to uh, to cross into Quebec, and unfortunately for him, he was stopped at the border and was told to turn around.
1: I think that's unreal, right?
0: I guess going to your girlfriend's is uh, is too much right now.
1: Doesn't have the same address on his driver's license.
0: Did not have the same address on his on his driver's license. So the funny thing is, I'm going to tell you this story. I don't even know the specifics on it. We'll have to wait for Brian to get back, but. He ends up going back to his uh to his main house where he lives, um for a couple days, and he uh he kept on he was pondering you know what he's gonna do, and uh, decided okay I'm gonna go and I'm gonna I'm gonna basically stay salvage the rest of this whole outbreak thing this COVID nineteen with my girlfriend in her house in Quebec, right. so he ended up going uh going back to that same bridge that he got turned down on not uh, three days before. And uh, somehow or another, the guy got across the border with the Ontario plates. So I don't got, know. Just
1: got lucky because I'm sure they're nailing more Ontario plates in Quebec
0: plates. I'm sure if he did it one day after he when he did it, I don't know. I don't even know if he would have uh, been able to to pull that one off. So Brian has escaped into the uh, into the abyss into Quebec, uh, never to be seen or heard of again until this thing is over. Apparently.
1: The only thing that I've got to say about that is
0: pardon. And that's a great segue out of that story. And, and uh, let's get into um, your hate love for the Leafs. And I don't even know where to begin here. I'm just trying to think of how yeah, my friends from Toronto would think of your, your kind of fandom. Because obviously you have a deep hatred for the Leafs. Can you talk about that?
1: I'm not a I'm not a big fan of the Leafs. So I'm the first one to admit it. You know, uh, I think there's what I see the other day that there's seven nineteen thousand seven hundred ninety four days since they won the cup. <laughs> it made me laugh. But you know the thing is, is that, that you know the, the 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 bad thing is that, is the uh, the Leafs. Uh, the Leafs, I don't like them. The good thing is that they're not playing now because of this pandemic going on.
0: Yeah, that is something that you would say. You would you would bring up the fact that in uh, one of the bright lights in this pandemic is the Toronto Maple Leafs aren't playing. How, how the other thirty teams aren't playing either, but yeah, that is a I, I, very I, good point.
1: I'm not uh, I'm not gonna wish them all you know to get sick or anything. I hope they're well.
0: Well, they're doing better than the Sens. The Sens are the ones that are uh, getting the COVID. Um, That's a known fact.
1: And it's not all about Toronto because, you know, I I love the Jays and I love the Raps.
0: Yeah, you just always had a thing about the Leafs. Now, now I got another actual question for you because I don't know if I could do this myself. So, you were once a Leaf fan, were you not?
1: Not really. I was more of a Boston fan before the Sens came back. But I I, I I would watch the Leafs a little bit, but really? I never really liked them.
0: You, the you weren't even a fan of the Montreal Canadiens. No. How in the world? Or is it because Bobby? Hull? It was because of Bobby, wasn't it? Bobby Orr.
1: Bobby R. Derek Sanderson, you know some of the old boys. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: back in the day.
0: Uh, yeah, Kenny the Rat was there. Uh, Kenny the right?
1: Rat, yeah. Shout it shout out to Kenny the Rat.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, well, that's interesting. Um, the
1: last I didn't know. I,
0: I honestly thought you were a Leafs fan before the, uh, before the Sens came back. In no, 96. not
1: really. I, I I didn't really watch them a whole lot. So I uh, I didn't like them, but I didn't hate them. I just they were just another team.
0: Did you really like the NHL when uh, before the Senators? Like yeah. when the Senators came into town, did you become a way bigger hockey fan? Or oh, what
1: way bigger. Yeah, way bigger. Yeah, saying, for sure
0: instantaneously
1: yeah I would think yeah, yeah I would say you know like I mean the, when did the senators actually start was it 24 or 27 and uh, I mean it, it sort of went by the wayside but when they came back I really liked them
0: the senators in the 20s everyone knows that
1: yeah Frank Finnegan who just died actually about what 10 years ago or something he
0: was in his 90s I believe not bad life so, uh, so that's the thing. So you have you have had a-, a deep hatred for the Leafs. It's been known. You've gotten into Twitter battles. Um, you've gotten a lot of hate mail on the Twitter battles. Can you talk about that for a little bit?
1: Oh yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I sort of slowed
1: down on my hate on my hate tweets because I'd get more messages from people I didn't know than the people I did know.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, people. Well, yeah, you were a, you were. A, uh, what do they call uh, people? Like, you're an internet troll. Yeah. And you're trolling the Leafs. Yeah, I was.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I still, I, actually, to this day, I've, uh, I, I check the Leafs site now and again, and I'm tempted to put some stuff on, and then I thought, oh, it's not worth it.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're you're always uh, pushing buttons, uh, coming out with great singers. I don't have the tweets on me. Oh,
1: hold Maybe. on. Hold on, though. You know me. Uh, you're my son. I like to push buttons on
0: anything. Uh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> It's uh and I, I like to do that myself. Um now now another part of this uh dad is something that um, that you've always not liked, but my friends have been very adamant, like specifically my friends from Toronto. They say nobody that hates a team so much should know as much about a team as you do. <laughs> and it's true, Dad. And you watch a to, lot of Leaf games. To
1: a certain extent, that's you true. You know
0: a lot about the Leafs. You yeah. you kn- you know more about Austin Matthews than you probably know about ninety percent of the Sens.
1: It's probably
0: true, yeah. Like you follow the Leafs that's, that's, pretty religiously, guys.
1: That's, that's because this year most of the Sens are all the Sens are gone, <laughs> and they're all new players.
0: Yeah, but it's always like that, though. Yeah, you're always you're always scouring the internet looking for the next Leafs thing, like. You, you oh, hate it. I love You, hate you love hate. Yeah, you love hating the Leafs. Yeah. Now that brings me to my poll of the day. Is is it possible to hate a team so bad that you kind of love them in association?
1: <laughs> and that'll be
0: our uh, that'll be our Twitter poll. I'll put that on the Instagram. Let's we'll see what the kind of uh, answers we get. But we this is the exact thing we have going on here, folks. My dad hates the Leafs so much. That he kind of loves them. And I and that's not my, that's not his opinion. I, that's I, my opinion.
1: I have been accused of that before by more than one person. Most of them are your friends.
0: <laughs> they all agree. <laughs> I mean, you, you're always tweeting about the, the leaves. Well, or something about, about you're chirping the leaves or something. Oh, well, I have
1: been, yeah, sometimes. For sure. But that's just fun to do, you know?
0: <laughs> Fair
1: enough. I mean, where do you go where you don't see a Leafs jersey? I mean, it's ridiculous.
0: Oh, they're leave, they're they're everywhere. There's Leafs. But that's that's the same thing with Toronto in anything. Toronto, the the Raptors, same thing. Yeah, the Jays, see, same thing. You
1: don't see the, a Raptors shirt or a, or a or, a, or, a, or a Jays shirt in the middle of Texas. Sure, you do. Where you Canadians you, are everywhere. No, well, you see Leafs shirts, but you don't see Raptors shirts and you don't see Jays shirts because they've all got their own teams. But but for some reason, there's Leafs jerseys every city that is the most one of the most erroneous things I've, I've <laughs> ever heard.
0: you're just told the world that, that there's Raptors fans and and uh, Jay's fans don't travel to other cities
1: they travel some yeah but but they don't they're everywhere yeah but they, they're not wearing their shirts you could go you went to uh, you were watching the Olympics a couple years ago. What does this have to do with the Olympics? They, they're, they're in the audience. They had Leafs jerseys on. Come <laughs> on, man.
0: Egotistical or what? <laughs> uh, uh, well, I've never uh, had my voice so high on the on the show. <laughs> that's only thats only uh, something Jim Mullen can break out of me. I mean, we live 30 kilometers west of Ottawa and you barely see a Sen's jersey. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, you don't see too many Sen's jerseys. Actually, you know it was fun. Uh, I uh, when I went to Miami, we met a guy named Ed, and he lives in New Jersey, or uh, New York, but he's a New Jersey Devils fan. Well, anyways, he comes up uh, up to Ottawa, and uh, and you know he's there and with Devils gear or whatever. And when we get to the game, he starts stopping random Devils fans. He's like, <laughs> "Oh, what part of Jersey are you from?" And they'd be like, they'd just be stunned, right? <laughs> Like, these, these Canadians, this little girl, like, 12 years old, just like, what is this, you know, 40-year-old talking to me for? And, and uh, they're stranger, like, no, danger, stranger, no oh yeah, oh yeah, he's like, no, I'm just like a Bruder fan from back in the day, and like, yeah, anyways, it was pretty funny, he didn't find even one American, let alone a, uh,
1: drove all the way up here and found not one American.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly, um, Okay, well, that's uh, – we'll, we'll end that. That's that's pretty good. Now we got to get the full uh, Barbecue World uh, exclusive after this break. Uh, well, you know, it's funny about my uh, burnt brats today, bra- uh, not Brad, uh, Dad, that uh, it actually fits in uh, perfectly with what we're talking about uh, in my burnt brats segment. I'm sure people have forgotten about that already, but we'll get into it now. My name is Mark Mullen. My name is Jim Mullen and you're listening to Mullin Over with Mark Mullen. Wow. Are you sick and tired of looking at these online videos of people in parks building stick things to make sure the people stay two meters apart from you? Why would you do that when you just When you just hold a contraption the size of a laser pointer. And then if anybody comes in within two meters of you, an old man shouts, get the fuck away from me. (laughs)
1: Labor Day weekend distance protector.
0: All right, welcome back, everyone. So let's get uh, right into the, I'd say, the main course of the uh, the entire episode here. Here, Jimbo, uh, we're going to talk about your barbecue world experience.
1: Okay. So, which is
0: interesting. Let's let's go. Uh, let's bring the people uh, through your resume a little bit. Okay. Uh, you did your first thirty-five years in the government. I did. Yeah. Uh, that's a wash, though. That's office work. That's not. That's, that's not what the what the people are gonna remember you for. I can tell you that much.
1: Oh, that that's for sure. That that was boring. I thought I worked hard then.
0: Boy, I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you just didn't know what you had today. Oh how man, good you had it. that's for sure. Got paid triple or four, you know, At four times, or probably more than that for doing uh, you know, how, <laughs> nothing <laughs> as physically labor intensive as you had the other day, for instance.
1: Oh man, that's you're not kidding. This uh, this job might be. Because of COVID-19, the store is closed. The one I work at now, the Home Depot, and we have to pick orders. And my first three orders the other day were deck blocks and lumber, and uh, and and about uh, 30 bags of cement.
0: Yeah, so you started uh, picking up heavy lifting in your old age, eh? Yeah. After, <laughs> and the same thing happened at Barbecue World. You uh, you'd have to lift barbecues all the time there too.
1: That's true, but you get to learn how to, how to do it after a while, right? Like, you slide big things down, you don't carry them, and then you get someone else to help you. So it's not too, too bad, but uh, it's actually better here because in barbecue world, everybody did everything, whereas where I work now, there's a there's a there's what they call a MET team, and there's a freight team, and there's... So there's guys to come and do the heavy lifting if you really want to. Uh... But Barbecue World was a whole different experience.
0: Alright, nobody cares about that. We'll get into the uh let's get into the barbecue world. I don't where do I wanna go with this? I wanna let's go through your rise through Barbecue World. Right from the beginning. When you when you went in for an interview, you didn't know really know what Barbecue World was, and it wasn't even even finished yet. Let's bring it let's bring us through that day. Okay, so I
1: decided that uh, I found out about this job, so I applied through Indeed, right? Because I, after I retired, I went to Algonquin and did two years in one and became a law clerk and decided I didn't want to do that, much to the chagrin, you know, of uh, your mother, Izzy. And so then I sat around all winter, and it was the worst winter. I was sick all the time. I felt terrible. I, all I did was eat and, and watch TV and sleep.
0: It doesn't seem like anything changed, honestly, since then. (laughs) Uh,
1: Well, maybe not, but uh, at least now I'm going to work three or four or five (laughs) or six days a week. Sure enough. Um, And it's a lot more heavy lifting. So then I saw this ad, so I applied to it, and, you know, uh, I I ended up going in for an interview, and uh, this guy Paul had phoned me, so I go in and ask for Paul, and and this guy Johnny says, no, 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 I'm the manager, I'm going to interview you, because... I'll tell you why later. I found this out later, but I'll, I'll digress right now. So I go in and uh, I talked to them for 20 minutes. I asked a bunch of questions. They asked me a bunch of questions. And then they took me for a tour of where things were going to be because the store was not made yet. It was just one big warehouse.
0: Yeah. I've done I've done those tours after, uh, after interviews. And uh, how useless is that tour? Well, it's you know, to- you don't know anything about what you're about to sell anyways. What do you, you don't know what a barbecue yeah. store looks like. Well, it's
1: useless. <laughs> only only I, I thought, oh, I got this job now. I, I knew I had the job because if they're going to show you where they're going to place the cash register, You know, you got a good shot at the job. Yeah,
0: I would hope so.
1: <laughs> anyway, so I get a call a couple days later and uh, that was the beginning of May of 2016. Oh, yeah, 16. And I started May the 30th. It was about, uh, there was about 20 of us that did training. It was, uh, everybody was good except for this one guy who was a real dickhead. He ended up getting fired about a month later and he was a manager.
0: Anyway, so. Uh, so at the beginning, uh, Jimbo, you, uh, you're you pretty cold. You didn't too, know too much about barbecues. You're a little bit nervous about trying to profess to be, you know, a uh, master at something when you weren't. Oh, I always said I was a master. <laughs> always so obviously your confidence got pretty high uh, early on because you you pretty much uh, if you were asking somebody like me or somebody you talk to regularly uh, you were the only reason that you, they were keeping the lights on you were the literally well, single-handedly selling the store for the store the first month what was everyone the, else doing
1: the first month and this is not a lie there was not too many salesmen that were there there was myself and the manager and uh and maybe one other guy that could sell and uh they decided they were gonna have a contest so whoever whoever got the most barbecues was gonna i don't know get, get some sort of little prize it wasn't much, but it was something so i or did it go week by week? I can't remember no, it was week by week, well, the first week I sold twenty one the closest to me was nine <laughs> so. After that, I knew I was good.
0: <laughs> well, um, but, uh, that ego really literally shot up really quick because uh, you wouldn't stop talking about it. Um, at one point, we didn't know if there was anything others, else you talked about other than barbecues. Well, You got that into it.
1: There was your, there's your prob- odd uh, car conversation, probably, because I always liked cars, too, but I never went and sold them. Yeah.
0: yeah. So you went years. Uh, things seemed to be doing well. You, uh, everyone... Thought you were going to be there for the rest of your life probably uh how did uh, how did how did it all end so abruptly and so quickly in, including myself
1: well I'll tell you this they there was four stores there was in the end they opened up three or one was open for 40 years the main branch in Vaughn and it was called Ontario gas and barbecue and these these guys these investors bought it and changed the corporate name to barbecue world and then about a month later, maybe a little later, no, about a month later, they opened up a store in Whitby and our store. They had part in June of 2000, or in May, uh, or June. It was Father's Day of 2016. So, uh, and it was too much for them to bite off. And then about six months later, they decided they're going to they're open one up in
0: Mississauga.
1: But, controversial
0: move, I remember.
1: Yes, it was a controversial move. Uh I I it's my personal feeling that they opened up Canada because they wanted that the Canada store to be the one that lost the money and they wanted all the ones in Toronto to be successful. It was set up it was set up for us to lose. All the fix was in. Yeah, but the only totally. <laughs> the, the only the only thing they didn't count on is by then we'd all had experience in selling stuff and we were out selling all three Toronto stores by far. And so but one store could not support the four that they had all
0: together. Did you ever see any other stores' employees?
1: Yeah, I met I met a few of them. I went down to I went down to uh, we had training a couple of training sessions for fireplaces uh, at Regency Fireplaces in Guelph, and I met a whole bunch of them there. And I'd met them a couple times before. A couple times the people from Vaughn came up, and then Whitby came up. And some of our guys went down there. I didn't go down, but there's some that went down there.
0: Yeah, I always wondered how that would go when uh, offices would go to I'm just thinking about the an office episode of like how other branches would look at other branches or other size them up and compare to them.
1: The difference was, from what I understand, is all of us got along. We weren't all best of friends, but there was a good core that were fairly good and we everybody respected each other. There was no all there was no uh, animosity or anything because nobody was on commission.
0: Yeah, so, so you go all these years, you never stop talking about barbecues. It's barbecue, barbecue, barbecue. I sold that, I sold one. Mm-hmm. I would know daily how many numbers, how many, how many barbecues you sold. Yep. It was all you wanted to ever talk about. All of a sudden, barbecue world closes. Boom, they're dead to you. Yeah. You don't care about them. You don't talk about them. Whatever. Just a minimum wage job. I don't care. Yeah. Um, how do you go through life doing that? I need to just drop something just like that. Something you talked about every day for three and a half years, they closed and then you just stopped talking about them all together. Does even never happened? Look,
1: I'm a salesman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a salesman. If I want to make sales, I gotta talk, talk them up. <laughs> they weren't gonna pay me anymore. That's
0: fine. Speaking of your sales style, for someone that was on with, that wasn't on commission. You did have a habit of uh, sticking with a customer for up to two uh, up to two hours. Uh, sometimes uh, you would even cancel uh, marriage fights that you would probably start on your own by convincing one of them to buy the barbecue, and the other one didn't like the fact that you convinced them to buy the barbecue. Oh, I had this one. Wonderful... Gotten a scene in the store, and you had to incon <laughs> uh, convene somehow.
1: Intervene? I Intervene? Did. Yeah, there you go. There's one that I specifically remember about three weeks after we opened between this this old Italian couple. <laughs> I, thought, I thought one was going to kill the other one. Anyway, uh, we, the manager, whose name was Johnny, he, uh, he, uh, he was sitting by the caches and he was laughing the whole time because I had separated them and I was talking to the wife first and then I go over to the, to the husband after and we went back and forth. Finally, uh, I convinced the the wife that the husband's way was a way to go, only because in my opinion, it was a better barbecue. It was the top of the line. It was about another thousand bucks, but uh, they went away happy. It just took a bit of it took a long time to get them together.
0: Well, that's and you know what, and no one would believe that you're a non commissioned salesman because people that make commission usually act like that. You had no reason to do that. Some guy picking his nose in the corner made the same amount of money as you did that day.
1: Yeah, well, maybe. Yes, you're right. You're right, they did. But you like to see the store do well because you want to keep them in business. Turned out I was well, I was wrong on that. But, you know, what can it do?
0: <laughs> You've always been a company man, Jimbo.
1: Well, no, I haven't always been a company man because my government job, I uh, I never really Never bought into the big government.
0: <laughs> Never bought into what I was
1: selling there.
0: <laughs> uh, that's a good way. Uh, that's a good way to go to break. Uh, okay, my name is Mark Mullen. My name is Jim Mullen, and this is Mullen and Over. Mark Mullen. To see how Labor Day weekend distance protector actually works out in the wild, we asked an old man what he uh, what he thought about the Labor Day weekend distance distance protector. So let's go to Jim and CP. Hey Jim, what do you think about the Labor Day weekend distance protector? What's that? Labor Day weekend distance protector. <laughs> <laughs> back folks uh so we got a little uh, fill in time we're only 31 and a half minutes into the uh the old podcast so uh we have to come up with a segment to uh continue this we're going to wait for the Rushmore until the last segment which will be coming up next uh so dad this is something we came up off the cuff here uh obviously with us in uh in the house and not able to leave it uh, there is no sports going on right now. Masters weekend is was slated to start, uh, you know. Yesterday, March Madness is supposed to end on the Monday that we just passed. Uh, none of that happened. Uh, right now, the NBA, you know, there's some there's some teams having a really good year. Uh, same with the NHL. Uh, they are not playing. They're looking at ways that you know possibly we they can get back to to work, but will. Those specific sports, of so the NBA and NHL come back this season, do you think? First of
1: all, I, I just want to say that the, the good thing that's come out of all this, in my opinion, is that on uh, TSN and Sportsnet, they're airing a lot of vintage games. And all the vintage games are very good ones because they can choose the ones to put on. So they're all, uh, you know, it's even got the Toronto Maple Leafs
0: winning one or two. <laughs> Oh well, well, yeah, well they didn't have uh, color cameras back then, so I don't know if they've been able to <laughs> they've been able to show those. But I, I mean, even
1: even just really good games, like a lot of Raps games from from last year. But there's the I mean, there was games from from. Uh, it's funny we were talking about this at Home Depot on, in the break room one day, is they were showing a game from 1991, and this guy couldn't fig- this guy that I was talking to couldn't figure out why the whistle was going when it wasn't offside. But he'd forgotten that back then they had a red line.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's, that's true. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, the red line was in when I first started reffing, like one year later, and they got rid of it. And it made things way easier on everybody. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: no, that's a that's an, an interesting question uh, that I just thought of when, while you were talking about that. Um, but I forgot what it was, which makes this great radio. <laughs> Anyways, so what's that? <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly.
0: So, uh, <laughs> so sports. Um, you know, I think that there's a as far as the sports goes. I mean, these players are going to be completely healthy. They're, they're going to come back if it's oh, if yeah. it's not this year, it's going to be next year. They're going to come back completely healthy. It's going to be the best that sports has been in a long time, which is really yeah.
1: interesting. I, I really hope they come back this year because because to finish off the year with such high stakes and everybody's healthy, that puts everybody on a on a, on a on a fair playing to, on a play, fair, fair playing surface where you know the good teams are going to win and the bad teams aren't.
0: Yeah, I'd say that's that's true. I think it's important for sports to go back. I think it's going to be tough for it to actually will it actually come back. I I, I have my know. doubts. Uh my doubts. I honestly think that the NHL and the NBA are gonna call a season they're gonna go back right into next year uh, as normal. If they can play though, I mean I think it would be incredible um spectacle. I think this season was gonna you know, was turning out really well. It's unfortunate that it had to end uh, it.
1: I know Mark Cuban said last week he'd like to see them come back and play with no with no fans.
0: I mean, yeah I, to finish off the season. So the argument there is that is that sports is important for the morale of, of people. And I agree with that. Yeah. And if it's, you know, if we can get baseball to go, I the thing is that if we're going to get a sport back, I think it's the NBA. Honestly, because there's not as many players. The thing is they want to play, you know, they want to play baseball, but baseball has so many people that are involved in that. Yeah. That's like 50 people that would be on the plane minimum with all the media and everybody. The 26 players that are going to be on the, I, you know, I don't know. There's, but, what you, but world world world. what
1: you said to me last week and what I didn't realize is that because the NBA if really, if they didn't play with, with, uh, with, a fa- with the fans in and they played it all at one arena, I think you'd mentioned Las Vegas. Yeah. Then, uh, you know, and test all the players first to make sure everybody's good and then have them quarantined in a hotel or in the same complex. Yeah. Then I think that would be fine. And it would give, uh, I mean, even have the cameramen and the TV guys in with them too.
0: Yeah, I mean, it would be – I think it would be important for people just to get that back for them. Yeah. I know that these or you know, these big, huge – you know, they want to play. Obviously, they, it's in their best interest to play. Um, but is in the best human interest to play? I mean, that's what it's going to come down to. But isn't – I doubt it will ever the, happen. The big
1: question is it doesn't matter what sport it is, if they've been playing it already – uh, are they going to be in shape or are we going to go back to the beginning of the season when, because they haven't even, unless they're doing it at their own houses, been able to work out?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's
1: a thing. Uh, its It won't be the best shape they've been in for sure because, you know, let's face it, you sit in, in, in your house, you watch TV, you eat a bag of chips, you have maybe a couple of drinks or something.
0: Professional athletes might be a little different than me and you though. Yeah, true enough. Possibly, I don't know. I am a professional athlete, but I just uh just decided to be in account in account management instead, you know? Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> you just gotta know what, what you uh what you love in life, and I just decided account management was uh, just more for me than professional sports.
1: Yeah, me too. I like like Happy Gilmore said, I'm a government employee selling barbecues this week.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you are. You were a government employee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very true. I'll give you that <laughs> on, a, on a lot of, lot of levels. Um, now, as far as uh, you know the uh, the NBA, let's let's keep on going with the NBA specifically. Do you think a team like the Raptors are going to come back? I suppose the season is canceled. Do you think the the Raptors come back next year and are a force like they have been in the last few years?
1: Uh, I don't know uh, who they're going to lose. Like, I'm not sure. You'd probably know more about that than I would. But if, if they kept all their players, I think uh, I think that they got a good chance of winning if they had all their players and everybody was healthy. But uh, because they don't finish the season, does that mean their contracts are automatically – they're still getting paid, so I guess they are.
0: You know. I'm assuming that they're going to – yeah, they just act as if everybody just didn't make the playoffs type thing. That's yeah. what i was saying. I didn't do. I've done no research. I've. That's not coming from a source. But I, I re-
1: the in talking about Raptors. I really like Nick Nurse. Nick Nurse is a, he's a great coach. He seems like a good guy. He seems. I I really like his style.
0: Uh, you uh, you like the good guys in sports, eh? Yeah, for the most part. Um. Now, Dad. Let's get out of that. Let's uh let's just go right into the Mount Rushmore thing. Okay. Uh, we got through about seven minutes there. We did our best. Um now now the Ottawa Centers Mount Rushmore. Now you know what I'm talking about there, right? Yeah. The four centers three, three. is it four or
1: yeah, three? four? That's yeah, four. That's four. four. There you go. One in stone? You're
0: not a big history guy. Dad isn't, my dad isn't a big history 19, guy. Really.
1: 1912 to 1912. He
0: struggled with when the world wars are. Apparently, not everybody knows when the world wars are. Like, Or at least people in my family. I felt like I'm the only person that just knows dates. You might have been the only... Not even dates, years. The, the years that the world wars happened. Ask people, if you know that, and you think everybody knows that, you ask people that. Because you'd be shocked at how many people are just... They, have, they go stone-faced when you ask them that question. It's unbelievable. Yeah, that's true. But, anyways.
1: Don't ask me on the air what they are because I care.
0: <laughs> and I know when people are, are going to be listening to this, they're either going to be bragging, they're going to be like, you know, they're going to shout out the years. Like 1914, uh, but the Or they're, they're going to be like, oh, man, when, when were the The wars? reason
1: why they're shouting is because they've got to be two meters apart.
0: Of course. <laughs> is the guy that gets the rules. Anyways, speaking of the rules, four senators that belong on the rocks in front of the world to see the Mount Rushmore centers? uh,
1: I'm probably going to go with a bunch of old guys and I'm probably going to forget some.
0: Okay. Give me your first one. We'll go one at a time here. Okay. Who is your first one? Alfie for sure. Daniel Offinson. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. I mean, uh, he was always going to be number one. He's the captain of Ottawa. Always will be. He w- I- I- Will we ever get a better leader than uh, Danny Alphison in the Center jersey?
1: Probably not for a while.
0: Like, would he be a folk hero? Yeah. Even if someone did emerge, he would always be compared to Alfie. And I don't even know, like, a guy like Brian Zorgel would always put Alfie in front of that person. I don't know if there's going to be anybody like
1: Danny Alphison. I think he's the top of the heap. And yeah. I also think he got a raw deal.
0: Now in let now get let us uh let's give you this scenario. What if a guy like uh, McDavid got drafted to the Senators? Would he automatically beat surpass Alfie? Or do we like the fact that Alfie was a six round pick, hard worker? He just met every single sort of he checked every box as far as how he became a leader, how he became great.
1: I'm not gonna say that there's anything wrong with with uh Connor mcdavid because i think he's a great hockey player however however i do not know enough about him to say what he's like in the community and what he does the good thing about elfie is elfie did a lot of community service now i don't know if it was because of the way his character was or because of the way his family was because i think his sister there was something with his sister that the doctors helped him with the law, wow. yeah like he was and so uh, he sort of got into it but he he's been a great leader in that regard too he's been the head of a bunch of uh spokesmen for a bunch of mental health organizations and he's done really well
0: yeah he said he's a big uh yeah he's a big community ambassador i mean brian met him once professionally like on a you know he was a trainer at the time I believe and uh, you know, Daniel, obviously, the first person he had, as if, as if he wouldn't know who Daniel Ockelson is, he would, you know, he's like, hey, I'm Daniel, and, and he came out of his way to to shake his hand, not a lot of professional hockey players no. will do that to you at all, let alone, you know, yeah. some of the best ones. Oh, so.
1: hockey players, I think hockey players are good for that, though, like, they'll, like, they're, uh, they're usually pretty friendly, I, I don't know about other sports, um, I'm sure there are other sports that are just about like that, but I mean, they just seem like – I've met a couple of hockey players Yeah, actually working at Barbecue World. Okay. And they're all pretty down to earth because we were very close to to the Canadian Tire Centre. Yep. Yeah. And uh, we had a lot of them come in, like Zach Smith came in, and uh, Pascal Leclerc, who used to be a goalie for the Senators, came in a, a lot, even though he lived in Montreal now. But I guess there was a lot of, of – uh, Alumni tournaments and stuff. And every time he came up here, he came in and bought stuff.
0: All okay, right. That's, that's cool. So who's your second person on the, I, I, I can't be LeClaire. I'm not allowing Leclerc. No, no. It's got to be Chris Phillips. Chris Phillips. Number two. Yeah. I'm not Russia. Rushmore. Why are you going to Phillips there?
1: The longevity and the respect that he had. And he was, he's an ambassador as well. Like he's done lots of stuff for the community. Um, and everybody seemed to like him. Personally, he might have been a little slow, but but you can't you can't fault him for his he was
0: with the Ottawa Senators a long time. Yeah, he was. He was there for for a lot of good moments, a lot of agonizing moments. Yeah, yeah. So uh, he did cause that uh, that goal in the uh, against Anaheim. That was bad in well, the Stanley Cup final in 2007. It happens,
1: you know. But I mean, still
0: doesn't doesn't mean doesn't discount what he did for the organization. Yeah. Uh, okay, so you're going Philz. I'm going to go in my second spot of Ottawa, uh, Mount Rushmore. This might be controversial. I don't think Brian's going to like this at all. I'm going uh, Alexi Yashin. I'll Yashin see. is a classic. Um, he's a captain. He's a captain of the Ottawa Senators. I'd say he was our first legitimate captain of the uh, Ottawa Senators. He was phenomenal in his heyday. Uh Obviously, the exit wasn't the exit we were looking for. He sort of cashed out and made more money uh, playing in Long Island. But you know what? If I could get more money for doing the same thing that I do anyways, as an account manager, I'd probably go do it somewhere else.
1: But I think he sort of screwed screwed the city the way he went. But that's my own opinion. That wouldn't be my choice, but... It's not my choice. Hey, oh, yeah, it's my
0: choice. I think, you know, we got our two uh we got our best captain, yep. and I would say we got our first legitimate captain. We had we had other captains too, but uh Yashin was an absolute talent and uh you know, deserves to be on Mount Rushmore. Yep. Uh, Brian will not like that opinion. That'd be a hot take, and I will definitely hear about that, but I'm looking forward to it. There you go. All right, who's on your uh who's there on your list, here? Oh, I would think it'd have to be Chris Neal. Well, that's a bold, bold take here, Jimbo. Uh, Give me the reasoning behind that one. Because, uh, to a certain extent, he was an enforcer, but he could also
1: score goals. He was a little bit, little bit of everything, and he was also
0: a franchise guy. Yeah, Chris Neal was a franchise guy. Well, I think. Yeah, because he was there the whole time. You're out of your mind. No.
1: What Chris Neal
0: was a franchise guy.
1: Well, he wasn't. He wasn't a franchise, but he was his whole career. What I mean to say, you're probably right, but uh, what what I mean to say was he was with his whole career was with the same team. The criteria's
0: got to be a little bit better than that for yeah. the Mount Rushmore.
1: No, he could of do, Ottawa Center, he could do it all. He was a an enforcer. He'd jump into anything. He 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 could score goals. He could he'd protect his players. He was also very good in the community. Uh, you see
0: here that you're a bit, you know, this, nope, is, this all tie itself back together. Uh, Dad. You are a company guy. And you like when you when you like when other company guys show themselves. I'm not a company you, yeah, guy. You definitely, obviously, to get on the Mount Rushmore, you don't have to be that great at hockey.
1: Okay. You just have
0: to be a good guy in the community. So Chris Neal has made your Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Chris, Chris Neal did a lot of good stuff. Oh, don't get me wrong, he did great. He did great stuff. Was he was he uh, is he a top four hockey player in his entire life? No. So he wouldn't be wouldn't be a top top four hockey player on so, his team. So hold on Let a alone second. the franchise. So hold on. You're out of your mind. Uh, so hold on a
1: second. You're putting him on Rushmore. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I am. I think he's done lots for the community, and I think, I think it counts for a lot. You got to remember, you're only as good as your. I'm gonna say something controversial now. You're only really as good as your coach as your coach lets you be. You're good. You could be a good player, but if your coach doesn't put you in at the right times, you could look like a
0: piece of shit. Fair enough. I mean, yeah. If you're gonna, if your coach is gonna put you on, while the other team's on a breakaway, you might get a minus. Mm-hmm. That might not look good. Chris Neal was rarely put in that position. I don't even think he would put himself on the on Mount Rushmore of the Ottawa Senators. Well, then, there's then, no way. Then, then who would you pick? Then who would be your? will go to pick? my. We'll go to my third pick. A legitimate third pick. Another captain of the Ottawa Senators, Carlson, Eric yeah. Carlson.
1: Yeah, well,
0: modern day Bobby Orr.
1: I was getting there. Yes. No. Was agree. he the biggest community guy? No.
0: Well, is there a lot of people who think he's an asshole? Yeah, a lot of people think he's an asshole. A well, hold on. There's but, a, there's a reason for that though. But during his time with the Ottawa Senators, hockey wise, Carlson, there is nothing like him. It, me, was an, it was an experience.
1: Let me tell you something about Carlson. And I, I don't disagree with you. I think he was great. And he de- definitely deserves to be up there. But he came in right close to the end of, of Alfredson's reign, say, with what he played two or three years old at the end. And that's when Alfredson was having a hard time with, we'll just say, Mr. Melnick. And I think... I think Carlson was pissed off because of that whole situation. Because Alfredson was almost like a father to Carlson. The first couple of years, anyway.
0: I wouldn't, know. I wouldn't say father. Maybe older brother. Okay, older. I would hope. Okay, well, whatever. <laughs> okay. okay, so, um, yeah, Carlson, I mean, I, I, I've been critical of Carlson's defense. I never use a big stick guy, but usually you work for him. It was just that playoffs in, in 17 was unbelievable. It, it was, it was, I, I'll tell you that it was an experience. I'll never forget the playoffs he had that, that, he brought me so much joy in such a small amount of time. Yeah. I will never forget that. I smile thinking about that time. I mean, dad, I went to the, I went to game six. I know you did. I went to game six of the, uh, of the Eastern Conference final for $60. Oh, I know. Canadian. Do that anywhere else in the world. No, it'll never happen. No, nope, that's right. That's the greatest thing. That's one yeah. of the greatest things about being a sense fan. Imagine Game Six of the Eastern Conference Final in Toronto. How yeah. much are you paying for a ticket there?
1: Oh, two hundred and ninety bucks or something.
0: No, yeah, so I'm I'm I'm, throwing, I'm, I'm saying seven hundred dollars. You think so? For the on top of it, I'm saying seven hundred dollars. Leaf fans, comment. Let us know what how much you think that ticket would cost. It would be bad
1: if there's any Leaf fans
0: out there. It probably is. Well, maybe not anymore after this. Uh, after this episode. <laughs> All right. So give me your last one, uh, Jimbo. Who makes Chris Neal makes your. We got Alvinson Phillips, Chris Neal. So everybody. I'm gonna make. Seven. I'm gonna.
1: I'm gonna even make. Oh, I'm gonna make controversial. No, should I do it or shouldn't I do it? I'm gonna say. Um, uh,
0: tourists. Terrace has made, <laughs> oh man, I just got stabbed, That's it. I just got stabbed in the chest, that's what it feels like, well he, Turis. he did a lot for the community too, what, what did he do for the community dad, he,
1: he was uh, a mentor to the Condors,
0: who's the Condors,
1: the Condors, you're kidding me right, no, I'm not kidding you. The Condors, the, Condors are. the Condors are the hockey team that the Ottawa community hockey team with this, this or challenged players on it.
0: Okay. So, okay. Fair enough. That's, Chris Drake was the captain of the Condors. Yeah. Chris Drake was a, uh, with the high school with us, um, with me. Okay. So that's the Condors. That's fair enough. That's uh that, that's was, a nice cause. And he was also, he was
1: also a good player that, I don't know why he got traded. I don't know why half the people get traded out of Ottawa other than it's because of money. He's like a lot of jobs these days. You know, you can get up to a certain level. As soon as you want more, they ship you out.
0: I mean, there's going to be so many Ottawa Senators fans I would talk to you about this. (laughs) Let's go over Jim Mullins. Mount Rushmore. Mount Rushmore of the Ottawa Senators. Now, hold on. Daniel Let me clarify Robinson. this by saying
1: Fine. there's not a whole lot of spectacular players in Ottawa over the years. There's
0: been some good ones for sure. We were like, we had seven straight years where we were near the top of the league. Yeah, getting president's trophies, all that stuff. I've got another question. We've for had some afterwards. pretty good players. Yeah. I bet. But you chose Daniel Albertson, Chris oh. Phillips. Chris Phillips? Yes. Chris Neal. Yeah. And Kyle Turris. Yeah. And I stand by those too. Okay, I so only, you only got
1: two. You got so so far. You've gone with
0: Albertson, you know, Yashin, Yashin, Carlson are three captains. Three captains of I don't know how many other captains there are yes, in. but Carls, uh Carlson, Yashin. This is this is. I think this is going to be a controversy. I think it's a bit of a coin flip, personally. But his time with Ottawa was unbelievable. It's hard to. Ignore 1507. Here we go. Danny Heatley. Danny Heatley. <laughs> Danny Heatley got ran out of town. I know we're six feet apart, but what? <laughs> Danny Heatley got ran out of town. But yes. the guy was unbelievable. Now there's a there's a obviously there's three other people that I'm thinking about other than Danny Heatley for this spot. It's a tough spot to get what out. Did, hold on a there's second. There's not like a there's, there's not like a clear cut. And there's other players that are coming up that could overtake that. Hold Sean on, isn't going to be that guy. Hold on. Sure. I want to ask you a question. What? You said that
1: these are Mount Rushmore guys. Yes. The reason why Danny Heatley made it to Ottawa is because he, he he got into a car accident and his best friend was killed. That's okay. why he ended up in Ottawa.
0: But that, how does that have how is that relevant at all? I'm talking about his time in Ottawa. In his time in Ottawa. He was a good he player. He was dominant.
1: He was a good player. He got 50 goals in 07. Okay, but what did he do What did he do for the community? I, I don't mean, care what he
0: did for the community. What I want, want him to give me joy. And he gives me joy through scoring hockey goals, through getting my team to the next round. He, he can do any. There's so many great community guys. There's <laughs> so many great community guys. Right. Especially that's on this team, that's on.
1: one thing that Ottawa has, has always tried to, ha- to have,
0: players in the community. I this is this is really telling of how Jim Mullen thinks everybody. He <laughs> thinks that if you go out in the community and do your job which is a part of a part of your job as a as yeah. a professional uh, like anything is to go in the community and support I will say, I will
1: say that we're lucky here because we've got the Ch- the Children's Hospital of Eastern Ontario and they do do a lot of community service in there and not every team has that.
0: Toronto has
1: that. There's a few other teams that have it. There's a couple in the States. Uh, but we're lucky to have that. And the and the children that are being served by these hospitals are also lucky to have that.
0: I totally agree. Charity is great. But we're talking about the Mount Rushmore here, here, Dad. And you went the charity route, who did the best in the community versus but who's who who's the also best, best at, at hockey.
1: Who, 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 we also did – who were also very good players.
0: Kyle, Tours. Chris Neal is not that good of a player, man. Not compared, not compared to like some of these perennial all stars, some of the best
1: in the ever. Well, yeah, but it's a different time now because back, remember, Chris Neal played a lot of his time being an enforcer, and then all of a sudden, halfway through his career, he could no longer be an enforcer, so he had to reinvent himself as a player.
0: We're talking, we are talking about a third or fourth lighter. That you would put on Mount Rushmore. I, I want to call Brian to get his personal opinion on it. We <laughs> will definitely talk about this. This will not go away. This is crazy. Chris Neal and Kyle Turris?
1: Yeah, Kyle Turris was good. He wasn't my first choice. Redden would have been... No, in he was too. your fourth choice. He, he would have been in there, too, if I could have had five. Redden. I was thinking Chera could have been on there easily. But Chera... Cherry, yes, for sure, Cherry. But Chera... Got ripped off in Ottawa. He did get ripped off in Ottawa. Because, because. because Alfredson wasn't going to leave anytime soon. No, no, it
0: wasn't that. Well, oh, yeah, he did want to be captain. And, and he it, wanted to be captain. Yeah, and um, I thought it was between him and Redden. It was. Redden could easily be there, too. He'd spent a lot of time in Ottawa. But uh, but you got to be – got to deliver with the hockey. But I will you say that deliver with the, the, hockey.
1: Hockey. the Chera – Spets it, too. The Chera – too, yes, to a certain degree. But Chera – Cheris sort of got ripped off because uh, I think there were some underlying problems with Redden that, that they didn't realize at the time, or they would have kept Cher or they would have tried to anyway, because they didn't, they let him go for nothing. And now look, he's arguably one of the, one of the best Boston Bruins
0: has ever played
1: for Boston. I think
0: Chera. Oh, well, he'll be up there. You know, I mean, he's a captain and he won a yeah. in the cup. That's something that's not everyone does. He's, Long overdue. shouldn't be captain anymore. I think there's other way better players on that team that deserve to be captain. But I mean, he's going to he be captain until he, until he retires. he will probably retire in a year or two. Yeah. He paid his dues. He's a big, he's a big lad. Um. Okay. Honestly, dad, not a bad episode. That's we're, how we're going to leave it. We're approaching an hour later. I 50, yeah, 59 minutes. So yeah, uh, not, a, not as bad as an episode as I thought it would be. Although, that is a unbelievable Mount Rushmore. The worst I've ever seen. The worst I've ever seen. I know. I don't know if you could have come on here and done a worse job than you did there. Oh, no. Other than no, that, I, I thought you, you brought a lot of good things. A lot of people probably didn't care about the barbecue world stuff. I'm just going to leave you with one word. Yashin?
1: Come on, man.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. Well, uh, thanks for coming on, Dad. appreciate for what? He's it. you
1: getting paid. I don't know. Anyway, listen. I really enjoyed. I uh, really enjoyed coming on. And anytime you want to have me as a guest, I'm there for you. Or maybe you just want a current, controversial opinion thrown in now and again. I can always show up for a couple
0: of minutes. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Uh, but, uh, but COVID-19 I, still still an active thing, and uh, you might be my only chant or my only person to go to. So you might have to come on. Uh, come on once again. Well, you know, there's always your mother.
1: <laughs> I'm just kidding. No. All right. Well, we'll leave it at that. Thanks, uh, thanks everyone, for joining in. Have a good week. Thank we'll you for, uh, we'll Thank you very much. Up. It's been very enjoyable, and I want to thank Mark for uh, having me on. And uh, shout out to all the boys at Barbecue World if you happen to be listening to this. And uh, it's been great. Thank you. I appreciate it.
0: All right. Have a good week, everyone.